Hi, and welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 422. I am your host, Chris Truscott Brown. Joining me are Peter W. Dawson and Kieran Angry at Pie Stevens. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to say um, there are going to be some heavy topics today. We are going to be discussing a lot of the horrible stuff that has come out about the WWE and specifically Vince McMahon. So if you're a bit remotely familiar with that and just want to nope out of that, honestly, this might be a better episode to skip. We're going to try to do some lighthearted and funny stuff, but it's going to be, there's a (laughs) lot to unpack here. So with that in mind, um, I'd like to maybe start with some silly shit, but uh, what do we do first? Peter? Oh, we ask Emily to say the theme song. Emily? Theme song. Goodbye. Three, two, one, zero! Chris, that uh, stock Emily clip seemed more authentic than usual. Yeah, I mm. don't have a stock Emily clip. It was um, a deep fake. He's, <laughs> yes. he's, he's com- it was he's com- actually like, Jesse, but we used the AI voice and the uh, the deep fake and made Emily. Wait, I'm confused. Does deep fake mean she was Mark Hamill the whole time? No. Um, she was Tom Cruise the whole time. Oh. <laughs> That came up a lot during the Who's Live show I was at a couple of weeks ago. Interesting. I feel like those were the two notable ones is like the demonstration of deepfake is when they got the uh, Tom Cruise impersonator to just do his thing and then deepfake the face to match because he was close, but he's not perfect. And it was really spot on. And that was one of the earliest examples, but it's kind of cheating because you get a guy that is almost that, and then you just finish it off. But then the guy that fixed the uh, the Mandalorian Luke scene so much that he got hired by Lucasfilm. <laughs> they were like, teach us. <laughs> and and that man would go on to become L. Ron Hubbard. No. That didn't happen, Peter. Ah, damn it. You're thinking of that other universe. You need to come back to this one. The lame, shitty one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe maybe he was a Marcav. You never know. Wait, shit, is it Marcav or Marcap? What what am I saying? You won't know. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I have not even approached the wall of fire. God, yes. I think that was. I think that's when you hit OT three. Is when you have to break through the wall of fire, or maybe he just had to break through the wall of fire. I don't know. I went too far on this a long time ago, and I still the wall of fire has stuck with me. I think for this bit that you do, which mm-hmm. um, if this is your first episode, <laughs> boy, you're not gonna have a good time today, uh, as I warned. But yeah, oh no, Peter we, like when does we, when we get into the other thing. Yeah, Peter does a random bit that I literally have no idea when or why it happened. But sometimes he will just 
taunt me as L. Ron Hubbard. I don't actually even know if the voice you're doing sounds anything like L. Ron Hubbard. I've never, uh, like, heard even another impression. I don't know what it is you're doing. But Peter has done a lot of research into Scientology <laughs> just for this stupid fucking bit on this stupid fucking podcast. I well, can't ex- say I've done less for the same reason. <laughs> well, it's hilarious because, like, so I first, like, I knew about L. Ron Hubbard with the whole Scientology thing for a while. And then and then one of the things I did during COVID times is I got into Last Podcast on the Left because, hey, nothing like a global pandemic to make you listen to a show about serial killers and cults, but they do it in a very comedic fashion. Yeah. Because you know, like they're very, they very much happily do some weird dark comedy and yeah. stuff with it. As because it's, you know, as, as a very brief interlude, and I promise this is brief. Uh, just during this whole thing, any sort of sci-fi or fantasy or fiction story about a global pandemic that you come across these days is just like, huh, yeah, that would be weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. Well, I mean, that was the whole thing with uh, Soderbergh's movie, Contagion. That was basically what happened with COVID to a degree, except not nearly as many people died in real life as the movie. Unless, of course, they're covering up the numbers. Hey, conspiracy theories, have at it. <laughs> yeah. my, okay, my mom's friend said, called her on the phone and was like, did you know that one third of India has died of COVID? And I overheard this, and I was like, that's insane. That's that's just simply not true. That would literally be the largest mass death event in human history yes. by an order of insane magnitude. Uh, and, either and he was intentional like, was like, or accidental. There has been no accident or no genocide that has ever achieved that. <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be like five hundred million people. Yeah, um, and I was like, you couldn't like there would be. Like, I, everyone would know about this. He's like, oh, you, you don't think they've covered up? I'm like, you can't cover that up. No. <laughs> you could you could be, like, the most 1984 society possible. And he's like, well, I guess you just buy anything the media tells you. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I I mentioned, actually, earlier in, um, in the Car Bomb channel, I saw one of the most... Ri- I scrolled by, because I'm not clicking this shit. I saw one of the most ridiculous clickbait headlines that I've ever seen, and it was uh, that stock smiling picture of Elon Musk um, that they always use, but it was a question. Is Elon Musk going to buy Disney? And I was like, no. Spoilers, no, he's not. (laughs) People with money buy things. That's Well, not only that, Disney doesn't get bought. Disney does the buying because Disney's the one who knocks. <laughs> maybe, maybe if it was the 1980s, he could have done it. But, um, so <sighs> I was saying about the impression. Yeah, like the combination of Henry Zabrowski's impression of L. Ron Hubbard, and also I li- like I listened to the podcast as kind of my introduction to like the deeper history of how Scientology got started. That's where I first heard about the Wall of Fire, but, um. I then sought out additional sources. Like I actually went through a couple of the books they recommend because they always talk about their sources on those podcasts. And I listened to some audio clips of L. Ron Hubbard and man, he just, it's, it's easy to understand why people, 
well, it's easy to understand why people found him interesting to listen to, but also why, if you're not remotely buy into Scientology, you just think he's a weird little worm. Because um, he's like an engaging, like it's like it's like if Wallace Shawn was evil, or which, which um, is a shame because I love like Wallace Shawn. Carl Sagan, genius, yeah. But I just, even though this is something that came after. I just literally hear Agent Smith explaining science to me. It, it's like <laughs> it, it. It's hard to take him seriously because everything he says is like, "Mr. Anderson, are mm-hmm. you not going to submit to the inevitability?" <laughs> I was wondering if that was the thing he did to help uh, make himself sound more American. Um, I always well since. Hearing Carl Sagan, because uh, actually I didn't hear much of Carl Sagan until after I had seen The Matrix, so um, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, mm. But I always heard Agent Smith, so I looked up if that was an inspiration, and apparently not at all. Hugo Weaving huh. was just going for a totally different thing, and was actually, he agrees with, but he was surprised to find out people thought he was just doing Carl Sagan and he's like, Oh, I never even considered that, but yeah. <laughs> well, it is what it is. Um, but my or, point is Scientology sucks, but there's a lot of stuff to make fun of in that. Who did, uh, like from pinky in the brain, uh, who was brain? Emulating? Orson Welles. Yeah. Orson Welles. There is. An well, there's o- an entire I... episode of pinky, the brain where they take the recording of Orson Welles and just have, um, I forget the name of the actor, that the guy who does Brain just redo it with his Orson Welles impression as Brain. It's so... Is that Maurice LaMarche that does Brain? Yeah, it's Maurice LaMarche, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I knew there was an M in there, but I couldn't remember what his first name was, and, and of course it was also Pinky with an M. And was Rob Paulson. Yeah, Rob Paulson, yeah. And Get fan Do you theory. like in the Brain? I um, I remember watching it as a kid. I don't have, like, particularly... I love Pinky in the Brain, and a a fan theory I really like is uh, Pinky is is just fully good, but he's actually smart, and he's just acting dumb to foil uh, the the (laughs) supervillain, because if the theme song is telling the truth... One is a genius where the other's insane, and clearly Brain is so insane, so Pinky must be the genius. Interesting theory. Yep. Hmm. Um, I don't remember enough about it, other than, you know, the take over the world thing. Oh, so the the opening dialogue. Cool. I, I, uh, of course, my brain immediately goes to, I wonder how many people have drawn weird porn of it. I mean, no. rule 34, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah, no, Your I'm aware. Is, yes. just like, it doesn't seem like a strong candidate. All right, I know I'm just going to destroy my though. internet history real quick and my childhood. <laughs> oh, boy, Peter. Like, I thank you look, for taking I didn't have some fun here. Team. Are they related in the show, or are they just like two mice? For... Uh, no, they're two different mice. They're not remotely related, okay. which is good because... Okay. Well, they're laboratory weird. mice, and their genes have been spliced. All right, oh. safe search is off. So they are 
their pinky. Yeah. Oh boy. Pinky um, the brain, 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 mm. brain, brain. Narf. What the fuck is going you on know? in this first one? Oh, okay, okay. That one's not bad. That's still creepy as I fuck. Can't I can't show it, and it. I don't want to see it. So I need uh-huh. you to describe it. Okay, so the first one is brain using vibrating panties on Pinky. Well, Pinky is dressed as, I guess, a French maid. It might just be fishnets in a black outfit. Cool. I don't it's think it's... Cool. But, like, there's not much going on there. There's another one where Brain is just riding Pinky's cock. <laughs> but they're both standing. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy I made you say that today. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, there, I, I don't want to describe that one. I don't want to keep looking at that one. There's yeah. one where Brain is spanking Pinky. That one looks... That's good. I don't even understand how this one is Rule 34. It's just Pink. Maybe it's implying Pinky has an erection, but it doesn't really show anything. It's just Pinky kind of standing like over Brain in a weird way. Tenting in uh, the pants that he doesn't wear? I don't know. It's, it's it, like He's just standing behind Brain and over him and looking at him affectionately. It's like the wholesome Rule 34. I am I just, I am just realizing that the continuation of... Uh, the continuation of the Pinky and the Brain show was Pinky Elmira and the Brain, and for that reason, we need to stop, abort, pull the plug. No, oh, <laughs> I am Elmira. not getting into anything oh, involving no. Elmira. No, no, Chris, I've got, I've got the perfect segue. Uh, <sighs> so I, I stopped seeing Pinky and the Brain, and now, I, now I've got Yakko banging Max from Goof Troop. Oh, they're they're wholesomely mm. spooning, but they're also naked on a beach. It's great. Who's who's Big Spoon? Uh, probably Max. Oh, okay. I can see. So it. Looks the, I would say I would say he's. And oh, no. I've got two random dogs. I don't even know what that's from. That might just be two dogs <laughs> fucking. Now we've gone into Kim Possible. That's completely off the rails. Oh, All right, I'm gonna stop now. You're you're yeah. like um P minus Powerpuff <laughs> Girls in about three, two, one. <laughs> you better. I really abort. don't want to get to that part. That, yeah, that that's what I'm saying. You is. better abort. <laughs> Kieran, how happy are you with what just transpired? I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. Um, <laughs> I just like the phrase, Pinky, give me some brain, has been playing over and over again in uh, my head. A lot of it was one of them butt fucking the other, just in a very. I mean, like, of one course. of them was. Well, one of them was brain butt fucking Pinky on a mousetrap, which didn't I appear mean, to be armed, but I was like just like. Some, that's like some BDSM for mice. I, yeah, I, I guess that's what it is. It was. Uh, all right, we need to clean this up a bit. I'm going to transition <laughs> in the worst way possible. I, I want to talk about um, this just because it was it was kind of funny. Um, so it's going to be a Pokemon nerd talk for a second. Before we get to that, I was playing Pokemon Go. Before we get and to I that, caught, um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do a real world while we're recording the podcast question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh. Apparently, I'm getting a text that we want to order some fried chicken. Uh, where do you think is the best? I don't want to default to KFC. What's good Ch- and local? Chico? I don't know. Can't be sweet, though. Oh, can't be sweet? Um, well, I mean, you can get spicy from Chico. If that's no good, you can always can't get uh, spicy. It has to Louisiana be Fast. Get, get some Popeyes. I like Popeyes. I quite oh, like Popeyes, Popeyes might be good. Or Buffalo's. Anyway, yeah, Buffalo's car- is good. Carry on. Uh, right, I was saying about Pokemon Go. I opened it up since I had a minute. Um, yeah, I finally caught a shiny Eevee, 
Um, and, and it was like, okay, there's n nine Pokemon I can evolve Eevee into. Which one should I do? I know, I'll ask my sister and to ask her kids. And they had two choices, Sylveon or Umbreon. And I'm like, Sylveon, you have to, like, earn 70 hearts, and that's going to take a fucking long time. But for context here, and you can, on average, maybe earn, uh, I'm going to say, 12-plus hearts a day. So, you know, that's like a week of... And that, you have to actually do stuff to get those hearts. Yeah. You can't just be like... You have to befriend Sylveon, the Eevee. Oh, Sylveon's the fairy. Yeah. And then Umbreon, Umbreon, you just need dark. to walk... Um, What's dark? I think it was 10 kilometers. Yeah. And yeah. You just have to walk 10 kilometers and then evolve it at night. Easy. So I did that, and I'm like, okay, they're probably a little disappointed I didn't also do Sylveon. I'll tell you what, next shiny I catch, I'll do Sylveon. I tell the story in the Pokemon chat in our Discord... Five minutes later, I catch another shiny Eevee. I can attest to this, at least having witnessed the chat. Peter could be lying, but I don't suspect that to be the case. No. Uh, but the I mean, chat... you'll, you'll be able to tell once I put the shiny Eevee on my the, character soon. The chat was like, well, the next one I catch is going to be, oh, wait a second. <laughs> like, it happened really fast. I like I was not because it's like because the Eevees spawn all the fucking time, like it's one of those common ones you'll always see and go. I ran. And it's just I ran into like fifteen Eevees today before I was like, okay, none of you are shiny or interesting. Um, mm. I'm just I I'm good. <laughs> I know. And so it's like to catch I mean, two I in did, a row in less find, than a week. Yeah, I did find several of them through my daily incense, which I was truly grateful for. So isn't that a great feature, Pete? Feature, Peter? Fucking wow. bourgeois piece of shit. <laughs> we're gonna burn. We're gonna burn you down and set up. Um, what's something more communist? <laughs> you're, you're, we're gonna set up a community center in your place. You're gonna deal. Uh, you're gonna start the uh, go revolution. Yeah. Okay. I think I actually posted then about this I on Reddit. Shall be like, there's a lot immediately. Of, on the ghost subreddit, there's so many posts about people like bitching about or being happy for this new feature, and there's just this sole subset of people who are like, you guys have this feature? Because it's been a slow rollout of this feature over the past week. Not Still, not everyone has it. A common bug that they're dealing with, I, I looked into this on Peter's behalf because he was getting frustrated. It's a known bug, and they're just... Look, let us know. We'll look into it. So it's a case-by-case -case basis. But there's a daily feature rolled out to some uh, Pokemon Go players. And if I know nerds, they're fine with that. They're just going to wait patiently because other people having something uh, that you don't have access to and uh, it's glitching out and not letting you have that. Uh yeah. Yeah, that that's a that's a fine thing. Alizam Lissit Revolution. I forget how the rest of that uh, song goes. Speaking of nerdy things, um I do think we're at about time to talk about the big thing. But there's one more thing mm. I wanted to bring up. Uh because mm. I thought you guys and listeners of this podcast, if they didn't already know about it, which maybe I'm the last one to the game, I thought this was something that you guys would like. 
Are either of you familiar with the, um, it's a college humor, uh, YouTube show. It's a game show called, um, actually. Yeah. I've, I've seen some episodes. Peter. Peter's. So I'm the last one to figure out. Okay. But, um, basically, uh, this is a game show. For nerds, because nerds love correcting people most of all. And so you need to listen to the host read a false statement. Like, this this is easy mode. They wouldn't actually put something like this on the show. But if the host starts saying something about describing uh, the series DuckTales, where uh, the triplets Huey, Dewey, and Louie are just trying to live normal lives, but often to fall into misadventure with their grandfather, Scrooge McDuck, uh, what you are supposed to do when you hear that wrong thing, which was he's not their grandfather, he's their great uncle, you buzz in, but you have to, it's like Jeopardy with form of a question, you have to open after you buzz in with, um, actually, and then correct, and... I have been binging a lot of this lately. I'm really into this as a, as a pedantic, pedantic nerd. nerd. Yes. <laughs> it's shallow and pedantic, just like us. Yes. Hey, speak for yourself. Uh, no, I'm deep I will speak for you. I just let people do whatever they want. You know? mm. Secure so in this topic we're about to dive into is probably going to take a while. Do you have anything you want to... Uh... I mean, Chris and I shared uh, across space, we shared an experience of uh, shitting and vomiting our guts out this week. Oh, the yeah. stomach thing. Yeah. Uh, when you need the toilet and a bucket at the same time, that's always bad. I don't care mm. the other details. That's never good. And... I went through that earlier this week, and apparently so did Kieran. So, um, uh, mine's actually a really sad story. I, uh, you know, I, I had gone to the effort. I think Sunday night, some Monday night. I don't remember exactly to uh, bake myself a pie. The the you just saw earlier. I was eating a piece of pie. Um, you know, I had fresh Saskatoon berries. Ooh, nice. Um, I had some fresh cherries. I'd, I'd made the dough uh, earlier the, in the morning, uh, and I, I put the pie together, put it in the oven, I made dinner, I ate dinner. Um, either whatever I ate the day before or whatever I made for dinner um, made my stomach upset after, so I took the pie out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to let it cool, as one does. Um, but then I started, uh, you know, uh, shitting my guts out. Uh, and I was like, I I, can't, I don't get to eat my pie that I made for like three days. It's, uh, it's a tragedy. You know, God um, sometimes punishes the least deserving of us. God well, gives his most, God gives his most upset tummies to his hungriest pie eaters. Uh, well... Kieran, being a godless yeah. atheist, uh, you are you are top of the punishment list. It's like, cause I feel like there's probably a few people about Well, me. apparently 
God is fine with uh, pedophiles, rapists, and murderers, uh, of course, of course. and war criminals, but atheists? Nah, you're at the top of the punishment list. It's the first time I've ever got food poisoning in my life, too. Hmm. Yeah, we will. Let me ask you this. If you had to choose between eating at Long John Silver's or a place called Bucket and Toilet, which one would you go for? Yar. I've never eaten at Long John Silver's. Even um, though the results will probably of, be the same. What kind of food would Bucket and Toilet have? I'm going to imagine chow mein. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I, I, you know, I like Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm talking like the bad kind that immediately makes yeah. you want to shit yourself. Like kind of like the kind I had in Vegas. Although that was still at least tasty going in, it was just not good coming out. I've eaten some suspicious food in my life, and it has never gotten me before. My stomach, like living in Bangladesh, never I never got food poisoning eating street food for a year. Yeah, um, you know, iron stuff. My my roommates multiple times. Me, iron stomach. Uh, but then I, I did it to myself. I got cocky. Well, I got food poisoning either off of Air Canada food or uh, a pork yeah, cheese bun in Japan. One of the two. Oh, man. Because those are the last two things I ate before I just vomited horribly. You know what? I think I think it was I bought some black garlic uh, from the farmer's market. And I think I was reading up like if you don't do the process right, hmm. it can fuck you up. But otherwise, an interesting idea. Black garlic. Who'd have, who'd have thought? Yeah. Black garlic Chris, sounds like a, a Chris is, Marvel Chris character. Is, Chris, Chris is not involved right now. He's back to looking at pictures of Pinky and the Braid. Uh, yep. Yes. That applies he ever started, though, and we established earlier he didn't do it, so. You don't know. I'm, yeah, it's true. I'm just saying it's not in the Carbomb canon. He just looks like very... Could, like he's just very wrapped up in something right I'm now. I'm in the middle of something, and I have been put in charge of ordering chicken for the whole family. Uh, oh, wow. So I'm just. I I, I wish I could give advice, but I only ever have like Korean fried chicken. I just because everything it's I try. Superior. I, I have literally mm. gone through uh, Popeyes, Mary Browns, and Buffaloes, and every single one shows is open, and when I click it. It won't let me order because they're close. So I'm just going with fucking KFC because it's yeah, reliable. That sucks. That, that, sucks. that would also probably be bucket and toilet, but at least they provide the bucket. <laughs> hey. Yeah, uh, Korean fried chicken is better. Yeah. Uh, Japanese uh, chicken karate is great, too. Karate, yeah. There's That's a lot shit. of things I would I... do if it was just for Jamie and I, but hot foods and sugars are off the list for in-laws. Oh, Karen, isn't always hot. I was gonna say, Karen, if you're uh, if you're watched, you probably I don't know if you have actually. Um, have you ever watched Abroad in Japan? No. They have one video where they try every type of fast f- or sorry, um, convenience store fried chicken in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty great because it's like because they go to like the Family Mart, they go to Seven Eleven, they go to um, Lawson's, they try all their different types. And they also have, like, apparently um, karyage in, like, little boxes. And it's called karyage-kun. And it comes with, like, a little uh, toothpick that you can just... Karyage-kun. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's cute, like, a little chicken mascot, too. Nice. Oh, man, I could go for some chicken karyage. I know I know Chris's family can't do this, but with a nice, like, 
spicy sauce on top. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. yeah, because, like, the classic is that with, like, a kind of a chipotle mayo type thing. Yeah, like chili mayo. Dip. Yeah. That's nice, too. I'd like, like, a, I don't know, like a chili oil. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in a chili I oil mood. I love chili oil. Like, I've like had a, a, like a Chinese-style, yeah. I've had it with yuzu, yuzu. Uh, soy sauce. Mm. Yuzu soy sauce. Nice. Yeah. I'll go for that. Oh, man, I want fried chicken now. Well, now that the audience is hungry, uh, we can drive away everyone who's hungry or is probably going to get triggered as we talk about sexual assault allegations, which yeah. also again, lead to... you guys, I'm sorry, I like I misread our situation. Man, man. <laughs> I'm glad you said that about yourself because I would not be brave enough to make that joke knowing where we're going with this. Yeah, it's yeah, it... and that, that's my superpower. I don't. Yeah, it's so uh, it's bad, Kieran. Oh, it's really oh. bad. I'm excited. Okay, yeah, because this is like this is the, <laughs> this is the wrestling content you're here for. I don't think you've been. Mm-hmm. I imagine you probably haven't been this excited for wrestling talk since uh, you watched Kevin Owens fight Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, that was the. I'm assuming yes. That yeah. was fun. That was fun. I forgot was... I even talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because <laughs> that was wild. Um. Okay. So. I was going to talk about the biggest event in wrestling history in terms of known attendance. We have to put that on hold, um, so I'm not going to get into that too much. It's a shame. It's kind of a fun one to talk about, although it's also dark. Let's talk about uh, the WWE's big shakeup. So, Friday, right after the markets close, of course, Vince McMahon announces his resignation. Well, technically his retirement. It's the only thing I saw. I just saw him being so like, I'm taking a step back. giving Thanks, him everyone. a graceful firing. He's gone. Oh, yeah. He is 76 years old. So, I mean, it was time. I mean, uh, the company I work for, they have a mandatory retirement at 70. Which, honestly, is still higher because I think the average retirement age is, what, 65 still? I uh... I think that's increasing. I think, honestly, the economy sucks enough places in the world that the average age of retirement is, up like, past 70 and going up. Okay. Which well, I mean, it's some fucking sucks. Government but... ain't government. It's 90, I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, he, that happens. And then WWE SmackDown is that night. Stephanie McMahon comes out, thanks her father, gets the crowd to chant, thank you, Vince. Did it, did it, did it. Monday, before Monday Night Raw, oh, that's why he retired. So, like, I think I mentioned this a bit, but to go back, about, I want to say a month and a half ago, about 40-something days ago, uh, I think it was the Wall Street Journal broke the story that the WWE board of directors was investigating Vince for um, payments to uh, a former mistress who, like, basically it was, um, uh, was it the confidentiality thing? NDA, non-disclosure agreement. Yes. Yeah. yeah p- paid off for her silence, essentially. And paid some, it was something like $4 million paid to three separate people. Um, going but back and forth with, as... with company money. That 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 comes later. This okay. was initially alleged to be personal funds. That's bad enough. So, oh, I know, but it's not illegal. 
But from that initial allegation, I want to underline the initial shakeup that happened, because what happened is, prior to that, Stephanie McMahon had said she was going to take some time off to be with her family. Uh, Triple H was still recovering from a heart attack he'd suffered in November. Like, Triple H basically almost died, <laughs> just from a random heart attack. Yeah. So he had to unceremoniously retire. So Steph said she was going to take some time away. Um, and it was like, so it looked like Nick Khan, a former Hollywood power broker who is now like the president of WWE. Like Vince was the CEO. He, Nick Khan was the president. But Vince is the majority shareholder. Like he has Class B stock, which is worth, I think, 70% of the company's voting power. Like he's the majority shareholder in terms of voting power. Yeah. Just, just just to paint this picture. So that's going on. And John Laurinaitis, also known as Johnny Ace, a former wrestler, uh, was outed as basically what happened is Vince had a woman from the legal department who made who was made his personal assistant and then personal assistant in air quotes, just to it you know she was paid to be his mistress. And one of the misconduct things here is if the reason she got her raise was purely for sexual, in return for sexual favors, because that's not good, because that is, you know, yeah. explicit. Yeah. And later she ended up working under John Laurinaitis, and the way it's described is he gave her to John like a toy. <sighs> yeah. Like, I think I've talked a bit about this before, but this is like, we're getting into all of it. This will be a recap if we've talked about this part before. So, it's John Laurinaitis before, was right. but it's confirmed now. So, this is oh, yeah. new oh, yeah. news, given that oh, yeah. like, well, it, it was it's, it's speculation get, it, before. Yeah, it gets bigger. Um, so, that happens. He gets. John Laurinaitis is put on basically permanent leave and is now, I think, more or less out of the company. I think he technically hasn't been fired yet, but he's on an indefinite suspension type of thing. You know, it's just like, when can we safely fire him with the least amount of backlash? Yeah. Is what they're probably doing. So that happens. We hear some other stories, including the resurgence of a story where Vince uh, sexually assaulted the WWE's first female referee back in the 80s. Uh, it's known that he bragged about it at the time, but of course said it was consensual, which is why he bragged about it trying to frame her as a jilted lover. Uh, so that came up again. You know, that's always a fun story in the 80s. I mean, to say nothing at the time, Vin, I've, and I think I told this story, that Vince in the 80s probably helped cover up an accidental murder. Mm. Yeah, because um, Jimmy Snuka, his girlfriend or wife, I forget what her their status was, she died... With him as the only person there while they were... He was probably drugged out of his mind, because 80s. And supposedly Vince had something to do with covering up the incident. Because it was always passed off as, I think, a suicide? It might, whatever it was. Like, to give you an idea of how bad this was. They reopened the case and had Jimmy Snuka on trial, like, right before Jimmy Snuka's death. But he was considered not fit to stand trial because he basically was in late stage dementia and ended up dying like four months after the trial ended in that dismissal anyway. <laughs> so unfortunately we'll never know what truly happened there. Uh, but yeah, he was alleged to have an, 
involved. And it's like some of it's conspiracy theories, some of it like he was the you know the guy at the time, and heavily involved with Snuka and many others. So that's always great. Um, so that also got some resurgence. And then apparently in I think it was, it was I think it was in New Orleans. It might have been Baton Rouge, somewhere in the south. He went to a tanning salon and apparently tried to get one of the attendants there to touch his dick. So she got paid off. And so this is all the stuff we knew that he was defiant about. Like, he was going on WWE TV just because he could. Just to be like, I don't care about this investigation and all these allegations. I'm going to be live forever. I'm invincible. Randomly <laughs> retires on the Friday. Monday, we find out why. <laughs> yeah. Because it's worth... Because it's worth noting as well, the Monday show, the one that just aired this past Monday, took place at Madison Square Garden, basically the home of WWE, right? Because like they, that's where Hogan first became WWE champion. That's where Bruno San Martino was champion for seven plus years. And you know, it's like that's the history. Like that's where Andre the Giant did. They didn't start there, though, did they? No, like New York was the WWE's home territory. So, like, their big events for, like, the longest time would be at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Nowadays, Madison Square Garden's considered kind of a smaller venue because they can only hold about 20,000, I think. And, like, you know, when they want to do, like, WrestleMania, they want to do 40,000-plus stadium you shows. always want to outgrow your origins. Yeah. But they we still do We used to do raw... Extra Life in this living room. I'm so glad <laughs> we literally couldn't do the show we do in this living room. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Um... God damn! If it wasn't for the fact that we still got so much to get through, I would use that as a segue just to get out of this. So, oh no, that that's not getting us out of this yet. No, fourteen point three million dollars of company funds was used to pay off other misconduct allegations. Hush money is bad enough, but you you can't use company funds as your hush money. Chris, I learned a lot about this. Apparently, you can if it's considered in the best interest of the company. What might have been illegal, but not like jail worthy illegal, is that they didn't disclose it when the payments were first made. Is hush money actually legal? Yes. I guess. If it's considered in the. I guess. Because yeah, company, can... companies pay off like former, co- former employees to keep of court secrets all the time. for a lot of different things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If it's personal it's just... lawsuits, you can absolutely settle out of court uh unless it's criminal. And so hmm. it's the lack of disclosure <sighs> that was like the remotely illegal thing and even then apparently it's just like a $250,000 fine. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, cuz apparently hey, what a shock. Trump has done this before. <laughs> wait. Wait, are you telling me Donald Trump has committed illegal acts? I am telling you that Donald Trump, a man Vince McMahon has known for decades, has done something very similar, yes. I am shocked and... Liberal I... fake news. Yeah. Just, fake to, news. just to bring a yeah. little bit of joy to this horrifying segment for a moment before I get into the really heinous thing that you guys probably haven't heard, even if you've heard most of the story before. I know, Karen, you've probably heard like none of this. Oh. Yeah. A little bit of joy. There's a hilarious promo Hulk Hogan cut at WrestleMania 4 about Donald Trump saying that Donald Trump would happily sacrifice his money to save his family. 
because Hulk Hogan was going to body slam Andre the Giant so hard it was going to cause cause New York to sink, <laughs> and Donald Trump would use his his powerful arms to save his family under one arm. And I'm just like, what? What? What is this? Oh, he said that once. And Donald Trump has taken that to heart and never forgotten it, and he's yeah. literally believed himself a superhero ever since because of what Hulk Hogan said. That's Hulk Hogan the origin. promos, like the the weird promo, like it's it starting in like '88. Man, his promos just got insane. I remember it felt like he was a just trying few to... of when he was trying to sell his Python powder. Yeah, and he needed to get calcium. But milk is for babies, so I'm gonna throw in eggshells. Yeah. Yep, that's that's smart. Who needs a nutritionist? We got Hulkster on the case. Yep. It's one of those things. Uh so anyway, getting we to the We can't really dance around it anymore. We gotta get into it. I, I need to talk about this because this is fucked up. Okay, so one of I, I want to try to get the exact nature of how she got hired here. Okay, so in the mid two thousands, Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon more or less informally separated. They apparently haven't been together since two thousand five, two thousand six. But like they've stayed married for whatever reason. Oh, we just flat out lost Kieran. Eh, he's, he'll be back. Yeah, he's coming back. Um. That uh, okay. That often, uh, that that's not all that uncommon when you're you're a couple, but also your business partners. Sometimes it's it's just too much trouble to actually go through a divorce, and and you both understand. Let's just maybe play the game up until somebody wants to marry someone else, and then we have to separate. But let's not pull that bandaid off. Until we have to. What is important is, I want, and I need to tell the story, the story of Ashley Massaro. Now, unfortunately, we don't know all the details because, unfortunately, she has passed on. Mm-hmm. And, but it's very clear that she was one of the targets of Vince and John Laurinaitis's sexual harassment um, pretty much from what, probably from what, since she got hired. Because she was hired during uh, what was called the Raw Diva Search, which is where they were trying to hire, which like... Which is not exploiting um, traditionally sexually attractive women in the first place. Yeah. Um, probably one of the only things to, good good things to come out of it was the fact that um, The Miz met his future wife through this. Hmm. And they seem to actually have a pretty I good mean... relationship. Good for them. Uh, good things can accidentally happen during uh, sex crimes. Not yeah. often, but... <laughs> no. So to, to make this clear here, John Laurinaitis was head of talent relations and apparently just hired women because they were hot. Usually fitness models in particular. So, and like this was kind of a recurring thing with them. A very known thing is that they didn't want to hire talented at the time non-WWE wrestler Gail Kim until someone explained to him that Asian porn was popular. Hmm. Yeah, this is what we're dealing with. And um, so we don't know exactly what happened, but we know Ashley Massaro put up with a lot of sexual harassment, very possibly from Vince himself. 
Uh, it's I unclear what. I would even venture to say very probably. Yeah, it's it again. With the unfortunately, those involved seen. aren't. Yeah, like the person who told some of her story definitely thinks that this hap- it happened, but we can't speak to the nature. And, and it gets worse because an allegation that came out prior to her death and since her death is that while doing a tribute to the troops show, which is where they go to an actual military base mm-hmm. and do a, do a wrestling show for, for active service members, which is, cool. you know, yeah, it's a good patriotic thing. Um, she alleges that a member of the serv- whatever service it was sexually assaulted her. Hmm. And the company covered it up because they didn't want to, like, make a scandal out of it. Yay, Karen's back. Yeah. Sorry, my internet dropped. That's all good. That's been happening around town a lot lately. Um, Across Canada, you mean? Yeah, it's not been good. Um, So, unfortunately, she ended up passing away in 2019. We don't entirely know the details because the coroner hasn't let it surface. It's very, very much believed to have been a suicide or or something like that. Well, when when you've been through that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she died I mean, very nothing, young. Nothing justifies suicide, but suicide is never justified. But it's often understandable. Mm. I don't even want to agree with that statement. I understand you're coming from a meaningful place here, Chris, but. I can't even agree with that. It's, yeah, so this is kind of the thing. Her life was very, very probably ruined because of this. Yes. That's and, what I mean. Yeah. We can never agree with the decision. We can understand some of the influences is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Because it seems clear that she was paid off um, in 2008 when she left the company. And it seems to be linked to these payments. Like, we don't... So, like, it's one of those things. We know she was paid. We don't know how much, not that it really matters. And we don't know the full extent of everything that happened. We know what our friend, what one of her close friends is alleging, which is the military thing, and then that Vince, in particular, was inappropriate with her. Um, and, like, there's plenty of stories of people saying, basically, somebody alleged somebody else basically said, hey, if you don't F me, you're fired. Very much reminiscent of the deep starlight situation from the boys of all things mm-hmm. which is really effed up that was effed up in that show and that was meant to be a dark comedy but satire like, what if this happened but it yeah did end up 100 percent. that type of thing has apparently happened and the 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 concept of like just without getting into too many details imagine that happening to you is any amount of money going to be like, oh, I guess I'm okay now? No, that's not, that doesn't fix things. You can't just throw money after you ruin somebody's life. You you need to not ruin their life. Like, um, yeah. it's, oh, uh, I, sorry, I forgot that, um, she, yeah, she was in, in a part of what was supposed to be a clash action lawsuit about the sexual assaults, um, and it was explicitly, yeah, it was dismissed in 2018. Hmm. 
And, appar- and apparently Dismissed they're also citing because that... because of a bunch of checks signed. Yep. Probably with company money. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you, Peter. Are mm-hmm. there more details you need to get into? Because... No, I, well, I, I wanted to, to just explain the cur- what the, what's happened to the company now as a result of all this. Yeah, I wanted to discuss that. I also am realizing that since I'm the one recording, we are literally going to decide the episode length by when my chicken gets here. So I wanted mm. to get the important things out of the way. Um, so I didn't want to cut you short, but the direction mm-hmm. the company is currently going is actually what I wanted to discuss. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Um, so apparently on the Friday after Vince announced his retirement, supposedly Brock Lesnar initially seemed like he was just going to walk out. Okay. He's one of their biggest stars. And he was just like, I'm because like he's in the main event of SummerSlam tomorrow, uh, probably the same day this episode comes As live. As if he wouldn't to... immediately get signed to one of the other uh, franchises. I don't think they would want him. Really? Brock Lesnar's kind of toxic. Uh, fair enough. And they've yeah, that's a whole stars. other story. Brock Lesnar in New Japan in the mid two thousands—that's a whole other story. Um, but um, then by all means, please add it to your list. Yeah, I may have to at some point. Uh, because that's a whole thing. Um, so that happened, but he, apparently he got talked back into coming. Um, because like it—it it was clear that SmackDown was weird because. Brock didn't show up until like the last two minutes of the show. So it almost seemed like the show was rewritten hastily to make make up for the fact that he wasn't going to be there for the whole show or something. <laughs> it was weird. Um, And then it soon came clear that Nick Khan, I mentioned he's the president, and Stephanie were going to be co-CEOs. And now it's come out that Triple H is basically taking uh, John Laurinaitis' old role as head of talent relations. Oh, I thought he was actually taking over in charge. No, uh, not really. Okay, He's... I misunderstood. I thought he was basically taking the Vince role. Sort of. Like, he's prop. It's Okay, so it's like, Nick Khan and Stephanie are kind of co-CEOs, because she's not ready, and he's got plenty of experience running companies. Like I said, he was a former Hollywood power broker. And, like, it was theorized when Nick Khan got hired, he was there to help get the company sold to some other company eventually so they could just, you know, make billions. Um, Triple H is head of talent relations, and so he's not technically in charge of creative, but he probably now kind of is. It's weird, because head of creative is technically Bruce Pritchard, who's also the head writer, but it sounds like now Triple H is kind of taking that over, and Pritchard's just going to still be, like, the main writer but hmm. Triple H is head of creative. So, so like they're just just to be clear. Mm-hmm. The people uh, not all of the people, but at least um two of the most prominent people in this current leadership. Stephanie is Vince's daughter mm-hmm. and Triple H is Stephanie's husband. Mhm. How comfortable are we with this direction of leadership? Or is this more just pushing the problem aside and letting it continue? I mean, they're never, they're probably not going to do anything until the rest of the board finishes the investigation and events. Yeah, they're going to have to decide if they want to stand by or renounce Vince. And I 
think they're going to renounce him. Well, here's the thing. Vince retiring might release his stock. That is unclear. Because if his stock gets released, remember what I said earlier, that's like 70% of the voting power. And it's just going to be public at that point? I believe that's how that works. Huh. So that's going to so be probably the most interesting thing to come out of all this. It's going to be a race what to see to stock. Uh, where the percentages land. Oh, yeah. Internal or external. Oh, yeah, because uh, what happens to be, that stock that could is be fun. probably... The, yeah. I mean, because the thing, like we were talking about, I was saying, like, they were supposedly maybe looking to do a sale. I mean, could you imagine if Disney bought WWE? They wouldn't. No, they probably wouldn't. No, well, imagine not after they, this, with this baggage oh, attached to it. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Elon I mean, Musk they're already going to buy it. And yeah, then Disney. it's... It's one of those things. I've heard some rumors. Saw an article. Yeah, it's not good. So it's going to be interesting to see where this lands. Like, Triple H being in charge of creative is probably a good thing, because in general, his what he did on NXT was good. And he was also, in charge of NXT. I, I do trust, like, all of the things aside, I do trust that he gets it. He's lived it. He, like, yeah. probably the better part of his adult life has been in those trenches. He He's definitely not a flawless human being, but he No, but he, I, I would feel knows, comfortable with him. He knows the brand and the product and Yeah. I I don't think he's gonna not be a piece of shit, but as far as the actual product, I think he actually can do the job. I think he's got the qualifications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So No, he he'll, he'll probably be fine at that and I'm just curious about Stephanie. I, I have very mixed feelings on her because, like, she actually has accomplished some pretty good things. But there's been people trying to move against her within the company for a long time already. And, of course, she's very much an apologist when it comes to her father. Which, for understandable reasons, it is her dad. Fair and enough. she's very much a um, daddy's girl. But, but this is fucked this up. This is also... Uh very penis dominated industry so are people going after her because that's justified or because she doesn't have one little a little b yeah i mean like it's one of those things i i I definitely feel more positive about triple h than stephanie but it's partially just because of the whole like how she's handled everything with vince versus how triple h has handled it yeah but i mean again she is his daughter so to a certain degree but it's like Fun fact, um, she compared 9-11 to when her father got sued for steroids in 1993. If you compare oh. 9-11 to literally anything other than, like, the Holocaust or another mass genocide, or, like, if you're going to compare 9-11, you better make it big. Because yeah. you can't be like, yeah, that... That time my boss yelled at me, that was like 9-11. It's like, no, you don't get to do that. Anyway, it, um, what I think I'm going yeah. to do to finish off is I'm going to unmute Kieran, because I had to, because really? honestly, he just wouldn't shut the yeah, fuck up the I whole time. Time. So, Kieran, now that you're yes. allowed to talk again, uh, uh-huh. what uh-huh. would you like to discuss? Um, 9-11, mostly. 
Uh, All right, you want me to it, it, Well, it looks like uh, the chicken's here, so we're out of time. So, uh, so, uh, I, have some, I, have some, this, I have some truth to this expose. This has been uh, I'm looking up podcast. truth, rule 34. Truth, Safe oh, 9-11, okay. 9-11, rule 34. Look it up. I, that was the first thing I got for truth, rule 34, Kerbal Space Program. Uh, that's that's weird. I was just gonna, like... <laughs> abruptly cut this, but I am Ooh. intrigued about what you're searching. Uh, what? Sure. Well, what do you? What do you? What's this Rule Thirty Four Kerbal Space Program? Describe. You're, uh, you're Peter. This is Carbon. Peter describes porn. Okay, so it's three. Are they Kerbals? Is that what they're called? I don't, all right. I can so only assume two of them, since it's their space program. It's it's basically a Kerbal Eiffel Tower situation. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's the probably the best H. way to describe what I'm seeing here. But he's got the helmet on, so I don't think it's a full Eiffel Tower. Well, you can't. You need the helmet open to do the the one side yeah. of the Eiffel Tower. It, the helmet's definitely not open, but it's like I don't think the person understands because the other one's definitely getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. So it's like, as you do. Yeah. Huh. Ooh. Oh, is that? Oh, is that? Oh, that's Alucard fucking. Um. Oh, that's his dad. No. Oh, no. Ooh. Castlevania. No. No. <laughs> Vampires have different morals about these characters. Yeah. It's it's not that he's fucking like, a man. It's like that bonobos. we don't know what is a man. Nice. 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 Fun. Yes. So this is one of the darkest episodes we've ever done, right? I mean, uh, we did talk about a whole lot of uh, corruption in business and corruption in people, but let's not forget that I, I just did a terrible impression of a terrible dialogue <laughs> in an otherwise great game. So I think that should probably call it. Mm. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you for participating, Kieran. I know a lot of the stuff was over your head, but I like what That's fine. you That's added. Fine. He got the he got the rule thirty four. He's happy. Yep, yeah. exactly. Kieran, he got rule thirty four, and he got pie. Kieran, before we end, I want you to Google with safe search off rule thirty four, Kieran. Wow! I want you to tell me what you find. Rule, wait, I'm doing it. Rule 34. I'm, I'll verify. Kieran. Uh, am I going to the website or just images? Images? Uh, just images. 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 Who the fuck oh. is that? It's a guy from Fire Emblem. There's a Fire Emblem guy character named Kieran. I remember I played it. I don't remember that guy. Just, what like, is being done black guys. to this uh, Fire Emblem He's character. tied up and his dick is really hard. Oh yeah, like probably throbbing. Yeah. He's got his armor on though, and he's like bad. Oh, that's Grandia. Oh, that's inconvenient. To have Morrigan the armor from on. Dragon Age. Okay, I really yeah, have I to go can, get I my. I really have to go get my chicken. Thank you, everyone. Her child's tiny penis. Bye. Bye. That is so weird. Chris, you can't end the episode yet. You haven't said outro. Three, two, one. Stick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, jail pipe tread like grease and chrome. 
Thump bumpers, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. What's the what's the aerial? <laughs>